exciting because we are going to do a brief special episode a wrap-up a wrap-up of the year that you can listen to while you're wrapping your presents oh good to put yeah into oh the i like it it's double wrap episode <laughs> so many ways in which to wrap to wrap up the and year. you can wrap you could also wrap at the well, same I'm time not, i'm not going to do that we're in this christmas decorated house i'm looking at some tinsel good christmas tree behind us Is yeah it feeling very festive yeah totally uh being a pretty much an atheist i feel that i should fill my house with christmas orientated things but these are i mean these are really technically like the pagan versions of the christmas things yeah very true but i mean i also was raised a catholic so i feel that you know yeah. i'm still allowed to paying homage yeah we pay- all do yeah of course, we all do. of course we That's do. Well, we don't. We don't all do because no. many of you won't be celebrating no. Christmas. <laughs> no, many people are celebrating all sorts of things. That's right. And as Krusty the Clown says, have a very merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, a uh, quasi Kwanzaa, a tip top tet, and a Solomon dignified Ramadan. Quasi Kwanzaa, huh? Quasi Kwanzaa. I think he actually just says crazy, but I like to say crazy. And let's also not forget, Alicia, the Festivus for the rest of us. And the Festivus for the rest of us. So get your poles out and. Happy Festivus. Yeah. So whatever you whatever are you doing, celebrate. however you're celebrating the close of 2017, yeah. then good luck to you. Because we're going to be having a stinking hot Christmas. Probably stinking hot. Yeah. I'm going to be spending my Christmas on the beach though, which will be nice. Yeah. And some seafood and some cocktails. And some beach cricket. Yep. There. Looking forward to that. But it's going to be a really rather warm. No. No. No winter glue vine around the fire for us. No mulled wine. Mulled wine. As yeah, I've learned. Right. I do love those Christmas spices though. They smell really good. They do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. no snow here. No snow. Just Instead of snow, we have white powdery sand. That sounded like you can say something else. <laughs> Instead of snow, we have white we powdery have cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> That's how you spend your Christmas. It's a white Christmas. <laughs> but we're going to be going into some hot, hot weather. That's right. But hot, hot weather will be around through until about March-ish, April-ish oh, next I year. I see what you're doing You here. see what I'm doing I see where here. you're going. And if you wanted to escape, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere and you wanted to escape your dark, dreary winter. <laughs> what, fly to Australia? You could fly to, <laughs> to Adelaide. Adelaide. Maybe. Where there's specifically, a giant, giant, enormous, second biggest fringe festival in the world. Correct. The Adelaide Fringe Festival. The second best in the world. Second. I mean. Don't say second best. Say second biggest. Second biggest. But second I think that biggest. we can also say that it's second best. Yeah, Edinburgh Fringe Festival is pretty great. I, I'm not. I mean, yeah. It's fine. It's, <laughs> we all it's know right. that. We accept it. the biggest festival in the Southern Hemisphere. Right. And you could come down to Adelaide for February and March you and you see, could see, see us. Little old us. You could see us. But you know what else is that if you already live in Australia, it's actually a much easier journey. Yeah, it'd be cheaper too. If you do happen to make the trip down to little old Adelaide or if you already live here, then. Fancy if you already live here. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. yeah. Well done, you, if yeah. you already live here. Good job. It's, good. Yeah. it's a good place to be. Yeah. Monday the 26th of February at the Jade on Flinders Street in the city. Very nice. Very nice establishment. Very nice venue. Mm-hmm. And the second show, Wednesday the 14th of March. 
two shows. So you could come around for the first one and you could stick around for a few weeks. Two different deviant women. Amazing. And Should you we... can see a whole bunch of other fringe shows in between. You can. So, Lauren. Yes. Do you reckon, I mean, we've put out some things on the social medias. Yeah, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. So on that Monday, the 26th of February, you can come along and you can learn everything you need to know about Julie Dominic. She's amazing. She's a swashbuckling, opera singeringing. Again. Nun snatching. Nun snatching. <laughs> she is. She's That's a, a great that's euphemism. It is really good. She is a nun snatcher. She's a nun, literally a nun snatcher. Yeah. And, um, and let's also say euphemistically a nun snatcher as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh, no. I just, so many nun snatch jokes. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I, I like it. Let's start nun snatch jokes. That's the new thing that we can start. Hashtag, Hashtag nun snatch. Wow. <laughs> what have we started? So that's Julie Daubeny. She's going to be our first show. We've got some really, really exciting, fun things planned for our live show. It is kind of, I guess, going to be a lot like a normal episode, but so much bigger, so much more. And interactive. Yes. Well, look, don't get scared. We're not going to, like, make you all come and stand up on the stage. But there's going to be... A little bit of... going to be a little bit of interaction there. Yeah. There's going to be lots of fun things happening. Hopefully it is an entertaining, rollicking 90 minutes of deviant women. Oh, look. We say romp on the poster, and I don't use the word romp lightly. It'll be a romp. It'll be quite a romp. It'll be a romp. Second show. Second show. Madame Blavatsky. Madame Blavatsky. Also a romp, but a really different Different kind kind of of romp. She is an occultist, a theosophist, a medium. So, um, and not just a theosophist, but she's like the, the theosophist. theosophist. She founded the Society of Theosophy. And if you don't have a clue what that means, then you need to come to the you show. Need to you find out. And find out. It, this is going to be interactive in, I think, a really fun way because I don't want to give too much away. But let's just say that Victorian seances are super interesting if you were and very cool if you enjoyed our very first episode of the sea of this season if you enjoyed our floco episode cook then yes. you're going to enjoy madame blavatsky so very um, much jump online you can book tickets on the fringe ticks website you can follow all the links from our website at deviantwomenpodcast.com and of course we're on all the social medias where we also have all the links and the info so if you want to come along to the show please we really would love to see you there and you and your friends bring them all bring all of them it's going to be a really good time we're also going to be selling merch so oh, yeah, if you're wanting to to buy a t-shirt or a pin yeah you don't have to pay for your postage that's you can the buy time to do it yeah exactly so, just saying it's going to be such a good time i'm really excited also about the shows it's important to note they're very reasonably priced oh yes they so are. if you do blow all of your money on an international flight to come to adelaide it won't be that expensive once you get here it'll be worth the trip <laughs> I promise you it will. That's an expensive trip. Yeah, still, whatever. (laughs) Hey, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But I'm so excited about it because I think it'll be – Deviant Women will be around one year old when we have these shows. It's going to lead back into season two of the show. It is. And I just – I think that it's worth just spending a little moment reflecting on what Deviant Women has become in the last year because, really, I think it's – pretty fucking cool what we've done here <laughs> and i'm so proud of gb women i think that we've the last year has been awesome and we've covered some like amazing inspiring figures 
every, we have. every week. And women that I, until this year, had never heard of. Some of them, yeah. And some of them that it's given us the opportunity to for even those women that we've been really interested in, but to actually really properly delve into their lives and, and discover things that we didn't know about them. And to share that with people is really cool. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, as you say, some of these women were women that have fascinated us for a long time and we've been interested in. And this was an excuse to delve really, really deep into their lives. But then, of course, yeah, it was also an excuse to just find Find new new ones. ones. You know, just hunt them up. Yeah, and the list for next season is so long and it keeps growing and it doesn't get any smaller. And, I mean, I think that that's the thing. Hopefully that'll be the thing. The list will just keep getting bigger forever and forever and we'll just keep discovering these amazing women. That list will never, ever get any shorter. And this is the thing that I think is really interesting is that you know, we talk about these women as being like outrageous and unique and subversive and in some ways extraordinary. But I think what's actually been interesting about this year is thinking about the fact that, you know what, we talk about women who stand out as extraordinary, but they're not extraordinary because the more stories we uncover, the more it's that you realize actually there are just so many women who are amazing and it's not because they're extraordinary and unique and no we can't be like yeah them. yeah yes totally it's because every woman is capable of being like that that's it you just need the problem is that it's these women who've been able to break away from that thing that i don't know for some reason has told other women have believed that they're not which is so sad yeah and that's why we use that that's why i you know when i talk about that word extraordinary i use it very very mm. cautiously because mm. i think what that does is it sets it up to sound like you know, these women stand like out super women they're because like, they, they're, yeah. they have some ability beyond what the yeah. rest of us are capable of. And yeah. that's not totally not yeah, true. Absolutely. That's not the case. We can all be just yes. as amazing yeah. Yeah. You as You have to believe you're capable of it and chase it and do it. Yeah. Woo. And that you know was, what? That was really the did. really motivational. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real though, like when I was, so I did just recently come back from California did. and I was there on my own for a month and I did spend a good chunk of that time in a van by myself in the wilderness and Ushi was fucking with me and and I believe so she was, was, and so was Isabel Eberhardt, and like all of those adventurers, all of those women who traveled and who had the fortitude and the courage to enter the world on their own, on their own terms. And, and I discovered more women on the road that I really want to write and talk about. Like, I met women who were doing the same thing, mm. women who were cycling down the Pacific Highway on their own women who were living the van life on their own, who were just backpacking again, like me, you know, like this is a thing. And and it's funny because so many of them told me how often people question why they're doing what they're doing. And like, oh, you're doing this by yourself. You're that's, that's amazing. You're so brave. Or like, aren't you afraid? Or aren't you worried that someone's going to attack you? Or aren't you like, you know, I got told, quite a few times like oh it's america you should buy a gun for yourself like to keep you safe while you're on your own it's like ha oh yeah sure but you know what the most extraordinary thing about it was that nothing happened yeah except you had an amazing time except that it was empowering and extraordinary and i was so happy 
There's that word extraordinary again. Yeah. But extraordinary yeah. for yourself. For myself. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what? If you out there in podcast listening land have done something this year that you're like, fuck yeah, look at that thing that I did. Yeah. That's amazing. Tweet it at us. I want to know what your thing is now. Oh, What's your thing? That I did this year? Yeah. Oh, I just plugged away at that PhD. Hey? <laughs> Which is also extraordinary. <laughs> no, but really it is. You're in the last year of a PhD. Yeah, getting that there. Is extraordinary. Yeah, let's not talk about it too much. But you've hey? written a whole novel and a thesis. Yeah. All right. That's okay. extraordinary. But I would like to hear what other people have done though. Yeah. Like I would love to hear that. If you want to send us on Twitter your yeah. um your, your achievements your, your your wins for the year what is your extraordinary DM yeah. moment yeah exactly did you have something that you did this year that somebody was like you can't fucking do that yeah you and never you fucking did and it you did anyway. it just let us know or that you didn't think that you could do and yeah you did it anyway please do i think that'd be very empowering yeah. and we'd really love to hear it yeah Yay. so who's your favorite deviant women that we covered on the podcast this year oh there were so many i think one of my favorites was definitely well they were two of my favorites definitely uh mary reed and Anne bonnie yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you on that one they're yep. also some of, two of my favorites they're a Lady Pirates Give No Fucks. Lady Pirates Give No Fucks, definitely. I mean, that's why they're on a T-shirt, man. Yeah, yeah. Because they were amazing. Yeah. And then I think probably my other episode that I really enjoyed, because I really enjoyed researching it, was our Hatchets episode. Ah, yeah. yeah. I think that was a really, yeah. I've learned how to say her name now, so. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was, yeah, that was a real kind of eye-opening episode, I think, because there's, like, so much ancient stuff that I've always been interested in. Yeah. But just having an excuse to expand on my Mm. knowledge of that Mm. period of history. We've had requests for a couple of other Egyptian queens as well, so I reckon we'll probably end up back in that territory. Oh, without a doubt. I will be happy to go back to ancient Egypt any old time you like. So I think we'll do some more of those. And how about you, Lauren? So you agree on the Lady Pirates? Yeah, the Lady Pirates are definitely very high on my list. I think one of the women that I found the most inspiring and her biography just so fascinating and complex was Josephine Baker. Oh, she was like, great. Yes. She's just incredible. I think I love her confidence and I love her this the scope of desires that she had, the scope of ambition that she had and that she just like unapologetically lived the life that she wanted to live and yeah. did so many incredible things. And she had some problematic parts of her personal life, mm. but and I all think those rainbow children. The, the rainbow family is <laughs> is one of yeah one of those problems. But I think that she was yeah. I think that she's just really fucking cool. I really yeah. like her. And that episode was another really enlightening episode because Josephine Baker was one of those people where I had a really two D image of mm. her as the banana the skirt. Banana skirt. Yeah, that was all I knew about yeah. Josephine Baker. So, yeah. so to learn. As you say, that scope of everything else that she did in her life as well was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also really like – I had a really good time researching the Gudrun uh, Gudrun, um, episode going into the Viking mythology was really fun. And she's such a fascinating character because I think that she is – a figure who was really complex and morally ambiguous. And yeah. so it's like, because this is another thing about deviant women. It's just, you know, there, I think there are some other women's history podcasts that are about, here's these women who did amazing, incredible achievements. And I think that's something that we do is we really also really want to get to the complexity of women as well. It's like, it's, you know, that deviant is deviant in a social context. It's deviant because you're pushing the boundaries. It's deviant because you're... Using um, it as an empowering... Yeah. yeah. But it's also about, like, you know what? Women are not always these pure, on a pedestal, 
you know, that virginal angel, angelic figure, you know, that's the myth. That's what we're trying to destroy. And sometimes that means that women do some pretty horrible things. Not that we advocate for that and we don't celebrate that, but I think it's really interesting to think about the complexities and the shades of light and dark yeah. and gray, you know, the, the gray is the really interesting yeah. stuff, isn't it? And also, yeah. And, and I think those stories about those kind of women fascinate me so much and Gudrun I think is definitely very interesting because of that reason and I think going into our season two next year we'll probably delve into a little bit more mythology yeah. I've got quite a few on the Myth list and folklore fairy tale yes we've yeah. done a, a lot of biography this year I think next year might be a bit more yep. of the world a realm of mythology yep. and folklore so actually that Gudrun reminds me of something so coming back to the whole Christmas the end of the year Christmas celebration. What a great segue, Lauren. I do actually, yeah, just literally occurred to me because this episode isn't about a particular deviant women, but we did think it would be fun to share some stories of Christmas related women. What did you uncover? So, um, my Christmas woman that I wanted to talk about is related to uh, my area of research, which <laughs> is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but for some whatever reason, I'm really fascinated by uh, mythology and folklore and legends about uh, women who eat babies. Which yeah. now look, that's... let's not go into the psycho. <laughs> I'm going to psychoanalyze the, but that the deep sounds... complex history. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a lot worse. Then it, no, it is. You've that never bad. eaten any. I have never eaten a baby. And you don't intend to. No, I'm vegetarian. I would never eat anything. No, no, no. Of course not. But I think these stories are really fascinating yeah. because in their different cultural contexts, mm. what they tell us about how women function as symbols. Yes. Um, and how female monstrosity is yes, discussed. Absolutely. Yeah. How how that kind of idea of the monstrous feminine is constructed is yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. I just am going to tell you very, very briefly about a very interesting Icelandic myth. Mm-hmm. Her name's Grilla. Mm-hmm. And Grilla? Gorilla? Gorilla. Not gorilla. Not, no. Not a gorilla. No. <laughs> but a, but gorilla? Gorilla. I'm sure if you're Icelandic, you'd say it in a very different way. Mm. When I, I went to Iceland about maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago now, a long time ago. And when I was there, I did go to a Christmas shop because I tend to go to Christmas shops. Yeah, they're in great. countries when I can. And in Iceland, I did learn about the Yule Lads, right? Yes. So the Yule Lads, um, there's like 13 of them. It's a great name. It is very festive. and Good Christmas cover band name. The, anyway. It is. Oh, my God. If you were a Christmas cover band, you should definitely be called the, the Yule, Yule Lads. Lads. And the way that they sort of function in, um, I suppose, contemporary sort of Icelandic society is that they're rather kind of neutral or jovial, happy kind of lads that, you know, kind of bring children gifts and, you know, they like look the, at... Like the seven dwarves? Yeah, yeah. for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. And 13 of them? But that's not how they were originally. Mm-hmm. Originally, they were quite nasty little things. So there were ones like the candle stealer. Oh, yes. Who just steal... Steals candles from children? Steal candles. Why? I don't know. But All that's children thing. are afraid of the dark. Yeah, Maybe they are. Maybe that's why? And then there's... And candles who, are expensive back the, then? Yeah. There's also a really creepy one called the window peeper. Ooh. It peeps, peeps in your window. No. Creepy. So these guys, no. if they don't sound sound bad enough, and and they now they kind of like if you're naughty, they just bring you like a lump of coal or some shit, whatever. A potato. A potato, a rotten potato. Yeah. But their mother is the interesting person yes. in this story, all right? Because Grilla is their mother, a giantess and a troll who lives in a cave in the mountains Ooh. in Iceland. 
And what happens is when she hears about a naughty little child, she uh, comes on down and uh, she'll put you in her sack and she'll take you back to her cave, a sack full of other children, and Uh. she'll put you in her cauldron with her other children and she'll boil you alive and she'll eat you up. Oh, so she's like the anti-Santa. Yeah, well, she's... She's like the you better be good. Otherwise, mm. instead of like instead of you better be good because otherwise Santa won't bring you any gifts. It's like you better be good. Otherwise, you're gonna get eaten by this fucking lady that lives in the mountains. <laughs> and she's really actually so terrifying that. So didn't something really interesting happen? Like her myth was so horrifying to children that they weren't allowed to. Tell yeah, apparently, anymore? I think so. Apparently the idea is that maybe it was kind of banned and that's yeah. why it's changed into just she, she's kind of gotten a, a little bit sidelined and the Yule lads have become these very kind of jovial yeah. sort of positive kind of yeah. figures because she was just a little bit too freaking terrifying. <laughs> so she does sound pretty terrifying. Yeah, so be good. Otherwise, she's going to eat you up, especially if you live in Iceland. Yeah, right. Well, that's a story to tell your children. The night before Christmas. It is, yes. Very much so. Mm. Yes. But to lighten the mood a little bit. Have you got something a little bit more happy? Yes. So so this one is not, she's probably a little bit more ambiguously tied to Christmas because it has more to do with the Christmas tradition as opposed to being a Christmas figure. Okay. Okay, yeah. So the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe. Oh, yeah. Mistletoe, very Christmassy. Where the Um, hell does that come from? Why do we do that? Not that I've ever really gonna, done that. I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah, please do. Alessia. This yep. is the whole, this is literally what we're doing right now. Thanks. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm skipping ahead. But, I mean, mistletoe is a winter plant. Plant. It grows on trees. <laughs> is in the, plant in the, the word you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I imagine that's got something to do with it. But the actual tradition itself, apparently. So we know that Christmas has many pagan roots for a lot of our traditions. And one of these, apparently, the mistletoe, is from um, Germanic or Old Norse mythology. From the so we're back in that part of the world. We're, that's sti- right. we're sticking in this part of the yes. world. Yep. Yeah, same scandal. Well, that's where I suppose a lot of the Christmas pagan yeah, traditions come from. Absolutely. Is from that, yep. that area. This is from the goddess Frigg. 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 Frigg or Frigga? Frigg. I don't um, know. It's different, I suppose, depending on where you're from. Because it does cover a large, vast area and her identity is sort of, you know, it's old Germanic, it's Viking, it's Norse. So that's there's, yeah. She's Freak, but also possibly Freya. Ah, if you're familiar okay, yes. with the goddess Freya. Yeah. Um, the two scholars are kind of a little bit on the fence about whether they are actually the same figure or distinct figures, but they have a lot of overlapping features. So anyway, so she is the wife of Odin. Oh, yeah. Who is good the, old one-eyed Odin? Yes. Now she had a son called Baldir, who was killed by a mistletoe spear. What's a mistletoe spear? I don't, I mean, I imagine that it's a spear made from a mistletoe bush. Oh, right. Okay, sure. Maybe it was tipped with a mistletoe. Yeah, right. Like maybe like the power of love (laughs) is like a poison (laughs) that you you use. Of course it couldn't be because this is where the origin started, so never mind. Anyway, mistletoe spear. He was killed by it. Lanced him. Sure. And he's dead. Yeah. Um, we don't need, again, this is the world of mythology. We don't need to think about it too much. No, it was a mistletoe don't spear. think about it too much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so the gods, though, they brought Baldur back to life. And Frigga declared that from then on, 
To celebrate, anyone who passes under mistletoe should kiss in celebration. Ah, oh, hooray. Thanks for that. So, I mean, she's kind of, yes. That's Christmassy. It's to do with her son, Baldir, but she is the one who declared to everybody that mistletoe would be a thing that we kiss under to celebrate the rising of a sun hey, from the dead. There you go. And it's oh, also interesting yes. because Frigga or Freya. But although he just, that's Easter. That's but Easter. Still. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Technicalities. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're still talking about the same. It's all good. Because yeah. the other point that I wanted to make is it's also interesting because Frigga or Freya is also the goddess of motherhood. Yes, virginity, that's true. Oh, yes. Fertility. That sounds very so familiar. Also, of course, very many overlaps with you know, Mary. With the Virgin the Mags. Virgin Mary. Yep, the Virgin Mags. Virgin Mags. Oh, uh, yeah, with the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Um, and the son who came back from the dead. At so, a different period of the year. There you go. Yeah. Ah, so there you go. That is very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of kissing under the mistletoe, there's a Christmas song. There are a lot of problematic Christmas songs. But there's a Christmas song that it's like, I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus yes. underneath the mistletoe. Yep. For a really long time, as a child, I thought that the mother was having an, was affair, an affair with, with Santa. Santa. Me too. It took me a long time to realise that it was probably just the dad dressed, dressed up as Santa. Santa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just accepted that. I was like, well, here's, well, this is a Christmas song about infidelity. <laughs> yes. well, what are you going to do? I know. I thought the same thing. Oh, good. I think a lot of children assume that that is the case. Yeah. You don't catch on until later. Because you don't know. That Santa. You don't why would your dad, in the child imagination, why would your dad be dressed up as Santa? Because Santa's Santa. That's right. So yeah. Or you know what? That so it, maybe it wasn't the dad. Maybe it was like the next door neighbor who's dressed <gasps> up as Santa. So maybe Ooh. it still is a song about infidelity. I mean, it could be. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I think we've talked. Whoever dresses up as Santa <laughs> in your house <laughs> and kisses <laughs> and kisses your mum under the mistletoe. <laughs> It's all good. So I, yeah, I think that's uh, brought us to the end of our Christmas women. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of our Christmas special. Wrapping up our Christmas special. Wrapping. Wrapping it up. I'm sorry, I went back there. Yeah, I did it again. And if you would like some more Deviant Women content over the next couple of months until we launch again in March 22nd is when we're billed to launch again in 2018. That is correct. I'm really surprised you remembered that off the top of your head. I know, I I did. That was really good, wasn't it? (laughs) But if you want some more content, then please, you can get online and support us at Patreon. Yep. For as little as $2 a month. $2 a month. We're going to be rolling out content throughout the summer break. So if you are a Patreon... Slash winter break. Slash the holiday break. Yeah. If you are a Patreon supporter, you will not miss out on fresh new Deviant Women content over the the holidays. Now we've, now we've got confused about what we should say. Don't we don't even have to call it anymore. <laughs> the end of this year. <laughs> Although in some cultures, this isn't the end of the year either. I don't know. So it's January and February <laughs> will be gone. But I, not from Patreon is what we're saying. <laughs> what we're saying is get onto Patreon and give us money and listen to the stuff that we put there. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, of course. And on like us on Facebook. And give us reviews on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, do. We really love the reviews that we that we get. We, I fucking love it. Give Most us a day. Give us a review as a little Christmas gift. <gasps> yes. A little, there you go. That'd Christ- be such a nice Christmas gift. Little Christmas present. Here's a review. Yeah. If you're looking for that last minute Christmas present for that deviant women fan in your life, 
Then get onto Etsy, of course. We've got T-shirts. We have lapel pins. Those lapel pins are so Lovely. great. They're really, really nice. They are. And shiny. every time I wear mine, somebody says to me, oh, is your pin supposed to be upside down? And then I say, yes, yes it, it is. is. And then they go, oh, I see, because it's subversive. <laughs> or usually that's what I say. But anyway, <laughs> they tend to catch on. Yes. So get yourself online and buy your last-minute Christmas gifts there. Now that I've said that, I should probably also say if you want it by Christmas and you live in another part of the world, you should do that ASAP. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it might not reach you. I yeah. can't guarantee that it will reach you no, before that's Christmas. Not, that's that's the postage problem. Yeah, it's out of my hands. But get on get online ASAP and yeah. who knows, it might make it there in time. So that's it from us for 2017. Thank you so much for joining us over the last year. We've had an amazing time bringing you guys these episodes we've learned a lot we've laughed a lot we hope that you have too and we hope that we will see you again in 2018 until then have a merry christmas happy holidays and a very merry and bright new year and that is all from us see you next time see ya bye, bye.